Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. Montgomery, and I'm here with Dr. Duncan McCollum, chiropractor, health expert, and award-winning author. Hello. Hello, everybody. We are very <laughs> glad to be here, and uh, this is KSCO. We're sitting in with Jackie Tucker's show and uh, stepping in. So today we thought we would go over something that a lot of our patients are asking about, and that's intermittent fasting or fasting in general. And if anybody's out there on uh, Facebook, we are on Facebook Live. If you go to Duncan McCollum Facebook Live, I'd be more than happy to um, have you say hello. So um, anyway, Carol, so you wanted to differentiate between um, fasting and therapeutic fasting. So maybe you could start just talking about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I did because it comes up quite a lot. Um, People, you say the word fasting and immediately somebody goes, oh my God, I can't do that. But it, there's really something that, that we are teaching people which is called therapeutic fasting. And the difference between regular fasting and therapeutic fasting is really probably how we educate people, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In that we do it very gradually. And because there's also some things that can go um, awry if you're just trying to jump into the water immediately, all to you know, both feet and, and do fasting. So therapeutic, therapeutic fasting is first looking at what is your current lifestyle? How do you currently eat, yeah. right? And when do you eat and all those factors and then working with our patients to gradually move them into doing intermittent fasting. So it's a step-by-step -step process. And then we get people who go beyond intermittent fasting which and get into diet variation. And we'll be talking about that a little bit, a little bit more. But the key thing is it is therapeutic. It's not supposed to just... You jump in and go, oh my God, I'm starving, I can't do this. Yeah, and I think <laughs> if we step back for a minute and go, why would I want to fast in the exactly, first place? Yeah. So it really has to do with health. Uh, you know, if there's a lot of people, basically the United States, I believe everybody out there knows, we are rated very low in health. I, we're rated 50th in the health in the, of, of the health index in the world. And um, we take more medication than any country in the world. So with if you really look at trying to get healthy there's so many fads out there and um you know even fasting could be considered one but if you take a look at what we do which is a multi-therapeutic approach the meaning we're going to do several different steps to help you get your health back um intermittent fasting or fasting in general is just one step right but we wanted to focus on that today because you know people eat really terribly in our country. And we it's kind of crazy to me, Carol, is so many people still don't understand what the, the three food groups are. Yeah, I, I guess we've forgotten. You know, we, yeah. we probably learned it so long ago and um, have get into our habits of how we eat that we just kind of forget. And I think the other thing today too is it's it's no longer oh i'm i'm buying healthy food because i'm eating vegetables and fruits we have to know a lot more yeah we have absolutely. to know where the food is grown how is it grown what toxins potentially can be in it before we put it in our body and when you and i were young we didn't have to think that way we didn't have to have that kind of knowledge yeah absolutely you know and so if you just to break down the three types of food you know so many so often patients will come in and I'll ask them what they eat and they say, well, I'm not really eating carbohydrates. I'm eating um, a lot of salad and I'm eating vegetables, but I don't eat carbohydrates. And I just kind of blink and go, well, carbohydrates, vegetables are carbohydrates. So just for the audience out there, just to clarify, meat is protein. <laughs> okay, fat 
is fat, and that would be healthy oils, um, animal fat, butter, butter. Mm-hmm. Um, things like avocados, and egg yolks, egg yolk, mm-hmm. uh, whole whipping cream would be considered fat, and then everything else is carbohydrates. And uh, you know, some grain has a good portion of protein in it, but if you're trying to get your health back and and or have trying to lose weight, then it's really important that you cut out grains of all kinds um, because they're so inflammatory to the body. Yes, and that um, brings up a good point, which is why, in part, are they inflammatory? Um, I had we had a, I had a patient yesterday who said, "Well, um, I said, how how's your diet going? Your sugar intake, your gluten intake? Oh, I'm doing really good. I'm not eating that much sugar, but I'm I'm still eating gluten because um, I'm not gluten sensitive." And I went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second, <laughs> you know." And again, I think it's just that things move so fast that we can't keep up with all the information because things are changing, right? It used to be gluten-free was for people that had a specific type of gut condition or celiac disease, and you, we related it to a disease. But nowadays, it's not, it's not that anymore. It's, it's what they're doing to the fields. I mean, yeah. um, there was um, the lawsuit, the, the uh, gentleman who just won the lawsuit uh, yesterday in San Francisco against Monsanto, that was all about glyphosate which is the chemical in Roundup, which was all about how they spray the fields. I mean, over 90% of our fields, I mean, you know the numbers better than I do, um, in the United States are, are actually sprayed with this chemical. Now he's won $290 million um, because he, they were able to show the jury or convince the jury that glyphosate causes cancer. Well, there's 100 lawsuits right behind him of people who also have cancer who were exposed to Roundup. He sprayed, I guess he sprayed fields. But glyphosate, it's so important that people relate glyphosate to gluten to, to, and to grains in general because it's sprayed. It's not the grain itself, right? Yeah. It's not the wheat itself. It's what's being sprayed on our food. Yeah, well, you know, the wheat has been so altered from its natural state back in 1970. There yeah. was when the amber waves of grain became stubby stalks of wheat <laughs> because they they got uh, the, the doctor who was trying to end world hunger and, and he did this in Mexico City and he was able to seven times the, the production of wheat, which was pretty amazing. The only problem is our body has never seen those types of uh, wheat before, those type of glutens before. And uh, you know whether you're allergic to gluten or you have a minor sensitivity to it, it's not something that our body, the evolution of the, our human body has uh, can keep up with. And um, a lot of the toxins besides just glyphosate, I mean, there are so many out there, they are basically getting into our intestines and they're destroying and, and opening up our intestines. It's, it's called leaky gut syndrome. You might've heard that. Uh, the medical profession likes to call it in, intestinal permeability ability, but it's still the same thing. Um, inflammation of the foods uh, in our digestive system are, are damaging the cell walls of our large intestine, causing bad chemicals to get into our body, and those cause inflammation, and those are going to damage the cells, cell walls, stop the cell walls from working well. Then the little power plant inside our cell called the mitochondria doesn't work well, and then the genes get altered or turned on, you know, right. bad genes. So that's the, that's the nut and bolts of it. What we want to do is try to help you start to turn this around. And the way you start to turn it around is, uh, number one, look at the food you're eating, look at the food you're putting in your body and make sure you're getting organic. Right. Absolutely. Getting organic and try to do exchanges like we te- teach our pa- patients doing exchanges of, um, if you're in love with bread, like I am, you know, go to gluten-free and try different brands until you find one you like. There, We have lots of choices today. And then the other is do your exchange with uh, your sugars too. Yeah. And you know what, if you have a health problem, if you're just trying to lose weight, that's one thing. But if you've got a, some kind of inflammatory disease or an autoimmune disease, then I'm going to recommend, um, you know, that you just stay away from grains altogether. Yeah. I mean, consult with your um, doctor about it, but um, they are inflammatory. And the funny thing um, about 
organic food, sometimes my patients say, well, I can't afford it. Well, guess what? We're going to tell you how you can because we're going to teach you how to skip a meal. <laughs> and then so you're only going to buy two-thirds as much yeah. food and it will be a lot healthier. I had a patient, she just finished a seven-day water fast, just amazing, and she feels phenomenal. And that might seem outlandish to you. Well, it, it takes a little while to get there and you may never need to. But one day I was talking to her about her health and I, I said, well, how many meals do you eat? She said, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And I go, you know, if you do something called intermittent fasting, which means you eat dinner and then you skip breakfast and only have lunch, then you've got a window of about 16 hours that you haven't eaten and you give your digestive system a break. Your, that organ can relax for that many hours. It doesn't have to work. She looked at me and she said, and she was about 35 at the time. She goes, Dr. McCollum, I've been waiting my whole life for somebody to tell me I didn't need to eat breakfast. <laughs> and she was so happy. And she's uh, dropped 12 pounds and uh, she's doing really well. She, and she just finished a water fast. Cause she, and she, I wanted her only go five days, but she went seven because she, she was feeling so good. Yeah, and, and that's a good point because I think the, when you do therapeutic fasting and the way that we teach it, um, and you start eating, looking at fasting as being more about the time, the time window that you're eating, you can take the, your focus off of losing weight and focus on this as a health activity. The immune system's building. There's a, a number of things that are going to start happening inside your body once you get over 12 hours. And then the fat's going to fall off naturally. You're not going to have to put attention on it. Oh, well, I can, uh, do I count calories? No. Do I have to ha count the, you know, my protein and all the grams? Well, yes, a little bit, but we'll, you know, we, we teach people how to do it. There are books about that. Um, but it's, then you can just focus, like I said, focus on your health first yeah. and, and the, the weight loss will follow. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. A lot of people that are working very hard trying to lose weight, they're going to the gym, they're exercising like crazy, um, but they don't lose weight. And I was talking to a, a patient of mine the other day who is actually a, a professional gymnast as a kid from another country and, and um, behind the Iron Curtain mm -hmm. type other country, what you know they train pretty hard. And she's training now or working out and I can tell that she's not losing weight. And I said, well, do you eat before she works out? She says, yeah, I have my protein shake. I go, okay. And then how about afterwards? Well, yeah, I usually have a juice or I eat something uh, shortly after. So this is, get this analogy. I have a third of a tank of gas in my car and I want to run out of gas. So I'm going to drive it for a hundred miles. But before I drive it, I'm going to fill the tank. By the time I get back, I still have a third of tank of gas. I haven't burned any fuel. I've, so if you eat before you work out, you're going to burn the available new uh, fuel that you just put in your digestive system. It's a lot easier to burn um, newly available fuel in your stomach than it is to burn fat cells. So I recommend that you do not work out. I mean, excuse me, that you do not eat before you work out. Wake up, have some water if you want, but go work out and then wait a couple hours afterwards before you put anything in your stomach and you'll actually burn the stored fuel. No, that's a good point. Yeah, if, you think you, if you're not sure if you have stored fuel, I'd just say kind of look at your body and see, is there any stored fuel on me? <laughs> well, the other great point that I like about fasting, because I do intermittent fasting, is that over time you build lean muscle mass. So for those of us <coughs> like me who tend not to do a lot of uh, exercise working out, at least not regularly, I like the fact that I can actually gain lean muscle fat fat without, excuse me, lean muscle mass without having to exercise every day. That's absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. McCollum, and we are on Stepping In Radio. And if you like what you're hearing and want more information about it, um, we will be going over this at our office um, on Wednesday night from 6 to 7 o'clock at the Brown Ranch Marketplace. That's McCollum Family Chiropractic. And you're welcome to come. Call and reserve a seat. It's 459-9990. And uh, we'd love to have you join, 459-9990. If you have any autoimmune uh, diseases, you just have weight loss resistance and you want to figure out how to get healthy again, we'd love to have you come. 
So please, if you would like to come, we'd love to hear you. Hi, everyone. We're back. Dr. McCollum and I, Carol Montgomery, and glad that you're out there. Hope you're enjoying this beautiful day here in the Bay Area. Yeah, it's just gorgeous. Uh, So... Can we just mention a few healthy foods? Because, um, yeah. you know, we talk about the, the, teaching people how to eat the right foods, but we can actually mention a few things to mm-hmm. help people along. And just um, so we, we have a, a, a list here of the top 10 healing foods. Do we want to just uh, take a few of these? Yeah, uh, go for okay. it. So the first one I know is one of your favorites. It's called bone broth. Because mm. <laughs> <laughs> you make it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so bone broth is actually something that if you're going to be trying fasting um, and you get hungry or too uncomfortable or whatever, we actually recommend that you can do a little bone bone broth um, to help you through. So that's a a good thing. Another one here is um, this 100% grass-fed organic beef. And this is an interesting one because I actually had somebody that I was working with the other day mention to me that, that, you know, it tastes different. And on it. Yeah, well, hmm. there's a reason it tastes different. Yeah, not filled with hormones. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so just know that yes, it, it tastes different because it's not filled with hormones. And the fact of the matter is that your body's going to like it a lot more. And it's only going to take one or two meals before it it actually ends up tasting better. I wanted to say something about bone broth too, because oh. one of the the healing properties of bone broth is the the um, the substances in it that actually heal the digestive wall. They go in and they help repair the digestive, uh, the stomach lining, the large intestine lining, small intestine lining. And what's interesting is your stomach cells only live for five days. Then they're sloughed off and you get a new stomach cell. So if you think about it, every five days you have a new stomach, at least the lining of it. So if you do have some kind of chronic digestive disorder, um, something in your your large intestine, small intestine, or or stomach, obviously there's something that's not healing correctly. But uh, that's something that you may want to talk to your doctor about or come see us. We'd we'd be more than happy to answer questions for you on next week. But uh, so bone broth is a fantastic way to get into uh, fasting, getting your body to get used to, you know, an empty stomach, but still getting some nutrition along with it. Yeah. And the other one that that we we don't hear too much about, but there it's an important one, and that's fermented vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm not a big sauerkraut eater, <laughs> but I do like pickles. Yeah, yeah. So you know, fermented food is aw- is awesome because it basically is a prebiotic. It lays the groundwork for what those really cool things called microbiomes need. And, you know, it's kind of a new word. If you haven't heard of it before, microbiome, it means micro, tiny biome life, tiny life. And they're the bacteria in your digestive system and all over your body, in fact. You've got over 100 trillion of them in your digestive system. And if you think about it, these are a distribution center. They take our food, they break it down, and they uh, separate out the vitamins, minerals, fatty acids, amino acids, and then they they dole them out to our, our bloodstream so that they can get into the various organs and cells in the body. You know, your heart cells, your lung cells, liver cells, kidney cells, muscle cells all need different things. But uh, if we don't have a manufacturing plant in our digestive system making those for us, we're messed up. And a lot of times we've had so many antibiotics in our life where we've been under stress or we're under medication or have done street drugs and it's, it's killed them. It's, it's wiped out the good bacteria and uh, it's been replaced with very bad stuff. And so fermented food is really good to help grow back the good stuff. And as you're fasting, one of the things that's so cool about this, and this was uh, the gentleman who won the 2016 Nobel Prize, Dr. Yushinori Asumi, um, won this for a word called autophagy. Auto means self and phagy means eating. So autophagy means your body's going to eat itself. And what it does and where he, his genius was is he found out that the body's going to eat the weakest cells first. So it's going to wipe out the weakest heart cell, the weakest stomach cell, the weakest white blood cell, the weakest red blood cell, the weakest bacteria, and take all those um, elements and make new healthy things out of stem cells. So that's pretty cool. So fermented food. Yeah, and just 
remember that was 2016 and this is 2018 and again it goes back to what I keep telling our patients there's so much information coming along so fast because of the scientific research that unless you're you you make an effort to stay on top of it like you and I do it it's it's easy to not know about it. Yeah, and unfortunately, um, the medical profession is working so hard trying to handle disease that it's going to take them a while, mm-hmm. made mainstream medicine to catch up with this. So you've got to look for it yourself. I have a great analogy that a friend of mine told me. If, if you walked into an emergency room with a noose around your neck and you walked up to the doctor and you or the lady and you handed her your insurance card and you're sitting there choking and she says, I'm sorry, um, your insurance doesn't cover noose removal. <laughs> you know, you still need the noose removed. So the point is, if you want to be healthy and live a long life, it's up to you. Right. And if you can't remember the word autophagy, (laughs) just think about this. You're fasting and you're not eating, but there is something eating. And that's (laughs) the cells inside of your body are eating the weaker cells inside your body. So you're fasting so that your cells can be eaten, the weak ones. (laughs) Absolutely. So why don't we go into what um, intermittent fasting looks like? And then in the last uh, portion of the show, we're going to try to take some calls if anybody has any questions. So that's 479-1080. And you can call in and Griffin will uh, be happy to answer the phone. And we'll take those about um, probably about 20 minutes too. So if you have any questions, please feel free to call. So what does intermittent fasting look like, Carol? Uh, Well, the way we start people is overnight, mm-hmm. which is an easy way to start. In other words, the, your last meal will be eaten around 7 o'clock at night. And then you go to bed, you have a nice sleep, and you're fasting while you're sleeping. And then you get up in the morning, depending on what time you get up, you know, 7 a.m. for um, is probably an average. And then you'll have uh, something to drink, tea, coffee, not orange juice tea or coffee. And then what we add to it is we add a little fat, right? And the fat can be uh, whipping cream, uh, organic Mm. whipping cream, Uh, heavy whipping cream, organic. 100% fat. So what I do, as an example, this morning, I made myself my normal French press <laughs> organic coffee. I use bulletproof coffee. I, I switch around, but right now I'm on, I'm using bulletproof. So bulletproof coffee, a French press, and then I put one and a half tablespoons of Kerrygold butter in the bottom of the cup, and then I add about a half a pack of Truvia because I always used to like sugar in my coffee, and then I'll add maybe just a half a teaspoon of heavy whipping cream just to add that little creaminess in there. Um, and then I have one of those little frother, hand frother things. I'll froth it or I'll just stir it real fast with a spoon. And that's my morning coffee. And I'll keep adding to that cup, you know, hmm. the rest of my coffee um, until I'm done. I normally have about two cups. And that's it. And I usually finish my eating about 7 o'clock in the evening. And then I will go until 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that's a window of 17 hours. Wow, yeah. Uh, no, eight, sorry, 18 hours. So that's an 18-hour uh, intermittent fasting. And now you can tell them what has happened inside my body w- within that 16 to 18-hour window. I can? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. So, yeah, you know, that's a really good program. And w- the thing is, and I had a nurse, I have a nurse as a patient. She's... Uh, you know, in her 50s. And she told me the other day, she's just, I've been talking to her about intermittent fasting. She's been wanting to lose some weight. She came in and she's been doing what Carol suggested. And she said, I did a 40 hour fast the last, just the other day. And I feel fantastic. She goes, I've been studying what you and Carol have given me and what I've been a nurse for years. And what is astounding to me is that I still didn't understand there were two types of fuel the body burns. Wow. Two types of fuel. We hear about uh, 50% of the adult population in the United States being pre-diabetic or diabetic. And we hear all these TV commercials about controlling your insulin, controlling your insulin, um, all these different types of things. And we're taught to eat six little meals a day to keep your blood sugar regulated. The crazy thing is the other fuel is 
something called ketones and it comes from fat and it has nothing to do with insulin it's not insulin regulated at all so what carol was uh, talking about was creating a uh, kind of priming the carburetor for any of you old enough to remember carburetors mm -hmm. if you ever ran out of gas you, you had to put some gas in the carburetor to get it going so by putting some uh, healthy oils in your body all by themselves in the morning your body's going to convert that to fuel as quickly as it can. And now you've got the fat burning machine going. So it's going to look for more available fat. And it's going to take maybe two, three weeks for you start to become what we call ketone adapted. But you'll, your body will start burning ketones and you'll start to feel great. The brain loves burning fat or love burning ketones a lot more than it likes to burn uh, glucose, which again is protein and all carbohydrates. Uh, starches and vegetables and protein all burns as, as uh, sugar. So um, what we're trying to do is get your body to start to burn some of that stored fuel that you have on there, which is, you know, basically your fat cells. Yeah, and just so people understand, I, I don't do the ketogenic diet. I'm not um, a ketogenic diet person. And ketogenic diet um, is really that where, where you are really paying attention to that um, having high fat but very low carbohydrates, we actually keep your carbohydrates, what about um, under 100 grams um, a day. And I, I don't do that. But I, I can say that when I first started intermittent fasting, the just the first time I did it, I just felt better. My stomach was actually thanking me for not putting any eggs in it, even yeah, though I amazing. like eggs, right? And what I hear from almost everyone... Um, who I start on this is, God, Carol, I never would have imagined that that having a cup of coffee or a cup of tea like you described would actually give me energy to take me through, you know, another three, four hours. So it, I definitely encourage everyone out there, just try it. Yeah. And by the way, you're listening to KSCO and uh, we are in Stepping In. This is Dr. McCollum and Carol Montgomery. And we're talking about intermittent fasting. And if you're interested in this, we will be going over this at my office on Wednesday night, 6 to 7. It's McCollum Chiropractic in the Brown Ranch Shopping Center. It's 459-9990, 459-9990 if you'd like to come. And uh, we're talking about... Um, the ways to handle weight loss resistance or to improve your health because you have some kind of chronic disease. And so we've been touching on um, fasting. But Carol just said a four-letter word that I think is scary to everybody out there, and it's diet, D-I-E-T. Yeah, exactly. I don't so, diet. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to diet. And, the, and one of the things that happens with dieting is it has some success. So if you were to do a one of the diets out there, I mean, you know, we've been around for a while since there was a diet for your blood type. There was, a, you know, the ketogenic diet. Now there's the um, paleo diet and some whatever diets there were back in the day. The thing is, as soon as you change something, your body's going to adapt. And so you might lose some weight off that first month of a um, ketogenic diet, but then it will flatten out. Um, so you do it for a few more weeks and then you give up. And then maybe you try the paleo diet. You do it for, you lose some weight, do it for a few weeks and then you give up. The real key and what Dr. Daniel Pampa has taught us and what we teach our patients is diet variation. So even in the intermittent fasting, you have to vary your diet. You, back in the day, in the old days, you know, the, we'd be out chasing a mammoth and it would take us a week to corner the guy so we'd exhaust our body, but we'd get the mammoth and then we'd eat mammoth meat for a week or two. And then we would run out of mammoth meat and it would be close to winter, so we'd eat the fat and the stored grain. We wouldn't eat mammoth meat. And then around the end of winter, we wouldn't have any food, so we would starve and that's called starvation spring. And then the green grass would start to grow, so we'd eat some greens, finally some fruit, then some nuts, and we'd have to kill a mammoth again. My point is that we, our bodies were brought up to be eating different types of food with different seasons. And those key microbiome that I mentioned, the, my, the tiny life in your gut, they need to be adapting to each type of diet you're putting into your body. And the cool thing about what Dr. Uh, Yushinori Asumi said, who won the 2016 uh, Nobel Prize is, weak cells can't adapt. So we want to challenge your body with 
intermittent fasting. We want to challenge it by diet variation so that the bugs in your gut, the weak ones, aren't just sitting there making toxins for you. They'd get wiped out and only the strong survive. Right. So let's just recap a little and give some examples of how that would work. So we're we're in the, the heart of summer right now. So uh, we're flooded with all sorts of fruit and vegetables um, in the store. So an intermittent fasting day would be um, I had my my uh, coffee with butter and some heavy whipping cream and a little Truvia this morning. And then a little after one o'clock, I had some lunch. So uh, a typical lunch in the summertime, right, would be maybe a, I actually had a, 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 a roasted chicken thigh, something I cooked last night and I cooked too. So I had one for lunch um, this morning. I had a few nuts and then I could have some fruit. I didn't myself today, but a, a summer diet would include fruit and vegetables um, in addition to a little, some protein, however you're going to take that. In the wintertime, however, if we ignore the fact that we can have anything we want anytime we want, right, because of our food supply that hits us, we, I would be eating more of a heavier fat and protein. Maybe I would have a paleo meal, in other words, or an Atkins meal mm-hmm. um, as, my, as my lunch and dinner. But right now, because we're in summer, I'm going to vary it. I'm going to have a varied diet by having some, some of my protein and enjoying the fruits and vegetables that are out there. And you can even do that every other week or diet variation can be seasonal, but you can all, because we can do seasonal food anytime we want to, that's another way to do diet variation, right? I think one of the traps that we fall in, and I know I've fallen in it, some of the patients have fallen in it, you get comfortable with a certain type of food and you keep eating it over and over that's, again. That's and a that's sure what sign. we want to, yeah. right? Don't eat chicken every day. Yeah. You've got right. to challenge your body. And right. you know, that's why with exercising, we even know that burst exercising is better for us than doing the same routine every week. You know, it's just, it's going to be a lot better. But by the way, how can some find a good um, list of foods to buy? <laughs> that was a good lead-in question. Oh, hey, I know. Um, well, you can go to our website, McCollumFamilyChiropractic.com. Uh, but the easiest way to do it is if you have your cell phone handy, you can uh, dial 474747 and in the message window, put get healthy. All one word. All one word. And it will give you a link to a page on the website where you can actually download a shopping list so you don't have to remember everything we've been stuffing your head with today. It's actual shopping list of all the healing foods, the whole list, not the the few that we mentioned here, and also a uh, sample one-week diet that you can follow which um, will help you understand better, again, how, how you're doing intermittent fasting with eating the foods that or low in, in terms of uh, cellular inflammation. So I put 474747 as the telephone number. Right. And then in the little box down below, I write get healthy without all one word. Yes, sir. And then that comes up. Yes. Even I can do that. Yes, you can do 47, that. 47, 47, get healthy. That right. sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to take another short break here and then we'll come back and we'll love to take some calls. You can call 479-1080 and we'd love to... See if we can help you. The world is like a bounce on Mama's knee. Okay, we're back, and you were listening to Smith and Gail Dobson. Uh, Smith and Gail uh, used to live around this area. Gail's now residing in San Francisco, an amazing musician, and of course, Smith uh, left us early singing a song about their wonderful daughter and good friend of mine, Sasha Dobson, who's also a fantastic musician. And if you ever uh, remember Smith or Gail, look Sasha up, and um, you can find her on Facebook, as well as her brother, Smith Five. And he's up in San Francisco. He plays every instrument known to man, I think. But anyway, my hat's off to the Dobson family. They were wonderful friends of mine. And I love you guys all out there who are listening to us. All right. So um, we are just talking about intermittent fasting. And Carol and I were talking on the break that 
it's a lot of information and we really want to try to help you um, understand how to do intermittent fasting. So if you have any questions, you can call 479-1080 and, um, or come to our workshop that's uh, this Wednesday night at my office. It's at uh, Brown Ranch Shopping Center. It's McCollum Chiropractic right next to Rabobank and it's 6 to 7 and you can call 459-9990 and uh, we'd love to have you there and uh, we'll be back in a second. Okay, well, we're back for the last uh, 20 minutes of the show. And, um, you know, if anybody has any call, uh, questions, please call 479-1080. And uh, if not, we're just going to go on and talk about, you know, intermittent fasting and some of the things that you can expect. And um, one of the things that we teach is a 511. Yeah. We haven't gone over that. No. So maybe we should talk about the 511. So what is the 511, Carol? Yeah. So the 511 is five days intermittent fasting. So Which that, is seven, 16 hours fasting. Yeah, well, and it doesn't have to be the exact number of hours all five days um, because the body changes and some days it may be easier for you to get 16. The next day you could, well, get to 14 and then the next day, boo, you just blow right past to 18. But you want to get, you want to work up to, and it could take as much as two weeks to work up to um, between 16 and 18 hours. Do that for five days. And then... Your sixth day will be 24 hours. 24 hours. 24 hours. Now, that's a day where you might need a little bone broth. And we haven't talked about sea salt, but if you yeah. get hungry, you can put some sea salt on your fingers and put it in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And sea salt helps uh, curb the hunger. And remember that hunger is just your brain telling you, feed me carbohydrates, I want glucose. I want to I wanna say something about that. Actually, it's not your... I'm writing a book called My Two Brains, and it will be out in a few months. But it's your gut and oh, your brain. The one Sorry. that's saying you want the ice cream, give your brain a break. It's the gut. Okay. It's all those microbiome and they're craving sugar and craving carbohydrates. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get rid of these wild, um, very unhealthy bacteria in our digestive system. By doing intermittent fasting and diet variation, we're going to wipe out the bad ones because weak cells can't adapt. And we're going to help your body create healthy microbiome again, the healthy ones that are going to digest your food and that therefore help you get healthy. And, and then let's go back into helping you burn your, your stored fuel, which a lot of us have too much of. So it's the bugs in the gut yeah. sounding the alarm to the brain. Yeah. I want more of the bad ice cream. stuff. I want more ice cream. Yeah. So just remember that. And then have a glass of water, a little bit of sea salt. Um, and then get yourself to, uh, to dinner. That's 24 hours. Keep yourself busy. It's uh, just... Go do something. It really helps. You know, once you start doing the um, the bulletproof coffee type thing in the morning, yeah. you'll find you're not even hungry. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I have to remind myself to have something to eat for lunch mm -hmm. because my body is actually, once you start to go into what we call ketosis, where your body just starts burning fat and it now knows how to burn fat and it's very comfortable burning fat. Your brain loves it and it's a clean burning fuel. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't cause inflammation in your body. You know, you're just not going to be as hungry as you are. Right. But I wouldn't recommend 511 to somebody just starting no, off. No, I, just I, I a couple would say, weeks, right? Yeah, a couple weeks. Get yourself to where you really feel comfortable with intermittent fasting and then try that 24-hour day. Actually, I found the first one easier than the second. And and listen, everyone, your body needs to be taught how to fast. Yeah. This is really key. You are training your body how to fast. So it's not one day it'll be really smooth and then the next day it might not be and then it's smooth again, but eventually it'll you'll be in total control and you'll have figured this all out, but you're training your body to fast. So the sixth day is 24 hours and then the best day is on the seventh you eat you eat all day. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say you eat anything a, you a, want, right? No, no, it, I was about to. It's a carbo day. Yeah. It's a it's a, a day of feasting. Yeah. So you've fasted, you've really fasted, and then you're feasting. And basically, you're just saying to your body, don't worry, I'm going to give you all the carbos you need for the rest of the weeks, and I'm giving it to you on Sunday. Yeah, and so I'm not starving, because <laughs> right, what happens when people go into a diet especially any kind of diet, pretty soon the body adapts to it and it's thinking it's not getting enough food. So it will shut down. It will stop burning its reserves because it's waiting for winter to come. So by giving it that feast day, you're actually telling, as Carol was saying, you're giving the body a chance to go, oh, great, I'm not starving. 
I'm not going to starve to death, so I can burn some of this fat. Your body knows what to do. It wants to be healthy. We just have to let it. Right. And I think Dr. Papa described it really well, the difference between fasting and starvation. Starvation with fasting, we know when we're going to eat, eat again. Yeah. And by knowing it, the body knows it because we know it. Mm-hmm. With starvation, you don't know when your next meal is going to come. Right. That's the big difference. Yeah. So with fasting, you have control. It's not like, oh, I have to get to 18. Okay, if you can't get to 18, that's fine. You know, it's one thing that's really crazy is you think about it, and we have a staff member that we were training to do this, and it was very difficult. And I know that I used to do this too. As soon as you have a hunger pang, yeah. it's like, oh, I got to eat. I'm going to get the shakes. I'm going to feel terrible. You know, it's okay. Your body can handle. <laughs> You've, you're not going to starve to death by skipping a meal. I mean, especially if you're not your ideal weight, there's plenty of stored energy there. Your body just doesn't know how to store it. If you had a car and, and you kept pouring gas in there and gas was leaking out of the carburetor all over the place and, and just soaking up the seats with gas and you kept burning fuel in the carburetor, you're, you know, you're, you got way more fuel in that car than you need and it's dangerous. Well, when you're overweight because you've got stored fat, it's the same thing. You're dumping more fuel into your body than it needs and it's building up in there and it is not good for you. So we want to teach you to start to burn it's not good sitting there, but it's great to burn in your brain. It's ketone. So we want you to get keto adapted, and the intermittent fasting is going to start to lead you down that road. Right, and and that brings up a good point, too. If you feel too weird when you first start to fast, then I always recommend look at what you've been eating because people who struggle initially with fasting, if we then take a look at their diet, we'll always find it's too heavy on the carbohydrates. And so I always say, okay, let's let's get that fat up. And as soon as you start putting in more good fats and lowering that carbohydrate load, all of a sudden the fasting comes a lot easier. Yeah, it is amazing the amount the people are losing weight on just intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and they're feeling better. They have more energy. Um, and you were thinking some saying something about two slices of bread has the same amount of... As 12 ounce, as a 12 ounce so, soda, same amount of uh, carbohydrates as a 12 ounce soda. So there you go. Even yeah. if it's sprouted wheat. Yeah, it was, you know, whole grain. Yeah. Two slices of whole grain bread have the same number <laughs> of carbohydrates as a 12 ounce soda. So this is Dr. Duncan McCollum and Carol Montgomery, and we're um, on Stepping In, and we're talking about intermittent fasting. If it's interesting to you, we will be carrying this forward Wednesday night at my office, McCollum Chiropractic in the Brown Ranch Shopping Center there. And you're welcome to come. It's free. It's 6 to 7. And our office number is 459-9990. Bring your questions and, um, you know, mention that you found us on the show and we'll offer you a complimentary test to look at the oxidation in your body. Find out how um, bad toxins are doing um, in your body, what they're doing terrible for you. The one thing that we uh, didn't mention... Uh, about the intermittent fasting, which uh, some people may have a question about, that it's oh, it's we're not talking about what's called dry fasting, not mm-hmm. having any fluids. Yeah, you can you can drink water um, and have fluids when you're intermittent fasting. That's yeah. why it's okay to have the coffee with the butter in it. Yeah, you're, I think you're going to find that it's pretty, uh, you're, you're going to like it. But it, then again, if you do have a health condition, check with your physician for sure or come talk to us. You know, if you've, especially if you've got an inflammatory condition. If you've been told you have an inflammatory condition like a rheumatoid arthritis or colitis, anything that ends with itis is inflammatory. So any condition or diagnosis you get with an itis on it means that your body's not processing fuel right and um, it's toxic and that their the cells are inflamed and you're probably gluten uh, sensitive. And um, so that's something you can do something about yourself. You can take the noose off yourself. Yeah, and I'm a good example. Yeah. I mean, I, I was had a very serious condition. I had an autoimmune condition. I was in very bad shape. Um, I was a, a sugar addict. I loved wheat. It also turns to sugar. That's why I loved it so much. Um, and it took me 45 days before of, of getting myself, doing the cellular detox and getting the toxins out of my body. But it took me 45 days to make that transition with my, my food intake just so I could start fasting. I couldn't, I couldn't get that fasting going for 45 days. And then as soon as I got control 
um, over the the sugar, the gluten, and then the, putting in the good fats, and I felt comfortable with what of with my food intake. All of a sudden, the fasting was just um, very comfortable, and I did not lose weight until until I actually got my intermittent fasting down. And then I ha- and I didn't have a tremendous amount of weight to lose, but I had a good 15 to 20 pounds. And all of a sudden, when I put the intermittent fasting in, and I was eating properly in that window that time window for eating, the weight just started falling off. And I didn't even have attention on it because I wasn't counting calories. I was just eating in that window when I felt like eating. You can have one meal a day um, or one meal in that window, two meals. You can have eat constantly in that window if you want to, although it's not recommended, but you can do that. Um, But the weight just started falling off. And I dropped 16 pounds um, within a very, well, I guess, it, and it was a good, it was a good loss of weight. It was what one and a half pound, one to th- one pound three quarters a week, but I didn't have attention on losing weight. It just came off, and guess what? I'm still intermittent fasting, and the weight is still off. Yeah, you know, and it is, a, you know, really, you may want to lose weight. You might want to just improve your health. You might want to try something different. But the, the neat thing about what we teach you, our goal is to teach you how to stay healthy for a lifetime. And there's a lot more than what we're, than the fasting yeah. thing we're talking about. It's called a multi-therapeutic approach because there's about nine steps to it. This is the first one. It's, it's pretty easy to implement. Uh, take your time. You might fail a lot, uh, but go, it's okay. Just start again. And eat, you don't need as, we don't not eat to eat need to eat as much as no. we're eating. And with the multi-therapeutic approach and doing fasting and doing the cellular detox that I did um, and learning some other cool tools that are the reason why I'm now working in your office, um, I'm healthy now. I yeah. mean, that's the amazing thing is after almost 10 years and having to take early retirement because I was ill, I'm, I'm, I have normal energy. My hormones are balanced. I'm off the, the bioidentical hormones. I'm eating healthy. I mean, it's, it's just, for me, it's really just miraculous. Yeah, it's, you know, there's three parts to health, right? There's the, the physical, the chemical, and then the spiritual or mental, whichever one you want to embrace. But, you know, I'm a chiropractor and I, I basically, my goal as a chiropractor is to make sure the nervous system works. It's as simple as hard bone on soft, soft nerve. And, we, you know, we're very thorough in our approach there. But what I have found is over the last 30 years, people are not getting as well as they used to as quickly. So that's where getting into the toxicity level and finding out, you know, why people aren't losing weight, why their bodies are inflamed and what we can do about it. And we have a, we haven't really kind of the answer, really. We can help people get the inflammation out of your body. And it has to do with something you started talking about on the show. And that's the toxins. You had mentioned glyphosate, which is Roundup, which is destroying our guts. But it's not just that. You get heavy metals and toxins through four generations down through your mother, mother's mother's mother. So if your grandmother worked at a smelting uh, factory, you know, she's got lots of heavy metals that she passed down to her daughter, her grandchildren, and and then to us. And those heavy metals, we all have a, a bucket. So... This is an interesting way to to stand the show. If I had a shot glass, an eight ounce glass and a 16 ounce glass in front of me and the shot glass obviously is the tiniest, but we come into this life with our glass partly filled from our mother's toxins and our mother's mother's mother's. So if I only have a shot glass and it's halfway filled and I come into this life and I live in a dirty environment or I get exposed to some kind of toxins or some kind of um, bacteria or, or I'm on antibiotics, I'm, that bucket's going to fill up a lot quicker, that shot glass, and I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get genetic diseases a lot quicker than my sibling with an eight-ounce glass who during his or her lifetime, it may never completely fill up, but she might, he or she might develop chronic illnesses that are you know, not, not that apparent, but she just never feels right. The person with a 16-ounce glass could probably, you know, just do whatever they want their whole life and never get sick. But, you know, to hedge your bet, let's empty the glasses out as much as we can. And that's what we're going to talk about um, 
Wednesday night at my office at McCollum Family Chiropractic, 6 to 7, we're going to talk about how you can test yourself for heavy metals, how you can test yourself for toxicity, and we'll answer any questions on this fasting thing. And we'll actually give out some information, some pamphlets on it. And we also have what's called a neurotoxic questionnaire that we will um, do for you complimentary. It will probably take you 15, 20 minutes to fill it out. We'll set up a time to come in and talk to me or Carol about it. And, uh, you know, you can just get the information. If it makes sense, we'll, we'll tell you where to go from there. But, you know, if it doesn't, at least, you, you know, hopefully you've got something out of this. And if it's nothing else, dial 474747 and type in Get healthy, one word, and you can get a shopping list of all organic foods to buy as well as one-week sample healthy menu. And, and really, fasting is a wonderful way to start. Um, fasting's been around for thousands of years. Uh, if everyone had fasted and, and was going to starve to death, the planet would be empty. <laughs> so um, you can survive it. It's a great health tool. It's cheap. Yeah, right. The it's, cheapest diet you'll ever very, be on. It's very cheap, and you your don't body, have to go shopping. You right. save all that time, and your body will love you for it. So just give it a try. Yeah. So again, um, we are here the second Saturday of every month uh, on stepping in three to four o'clock, and I'm not sure what we'll talk about next week, but or next month, but I'm I'm hoping that you'll enjoy it. We really love talking to you, and. Uh, so hopefully we'll see you or any of your friends this Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday mm-hmm. at McCollum Family yeah. Chiropractic, um, 6 to 7, 459-9990. And just so you know, um, I do not charge for consultations. So if you just have something going on and you want to know whether or not there's something we can do, I can either uh, do a phone converse, consultation with you, just call the office and, and mention this show. And um, I'll give you a call or you can come into the office and we can sit down and see if there's something that I can help you with. And if I don't think I can, I'll, I'll refer you to the right doctor or right area. Mm-hmm. So um, we've just got a minute or two left here. Is okay, there anything then, yeah, else you want to say? Yeah, I'll mention a couple of great references that yeah. people can get on Amazon, a um, couple of books. So the best book to get if you want um, to, to really sit down and read um, all the details about what the, the different types of fasting, we only got into a couple of them, but it's the um, Complete Guide to Fasting. And that's written by Dr. Jason Fung, F-U-N-G. And it's, um, it's an incredible book. Dr. Uh, Fung is a nephrologist. Yep, kidney right? doctor. And, and treats a lot of dialysis patients. And he's, he's the one that really started this uh, move in the mainstream of, of using intermittent fasting and different fasting techniques. And so it's a, an awesome book that will get you started. And the other one is um, a great book, too, by Dr. Longo. L-O-N-G-O, a little more scientific. You can also go to Amazon Prime. Yeah. And what's oh, it? Amazon Prime. The, um, the Science of Fasting is Amazing. a documentary, amazing yeah. documentary. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach. <laughs>